You're listening to The Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Tell me if I'm going too far. Tell me if I'm going too far. Do you like this? Because I can see the love in the dark. Yeah, I can feel the beat in your heart. You like this? Tell me if I'm going too far. Tell me if I'm going too far. Do you like this? Because I can see the love in the dark. Yeah, I can feel the beat in your heart. When you get excited. It's episode 67 of the Clapcast. I'm your host, Marvin Yoy, and joining me or returning to the co-host seat. I can wait. Christine Minji Chang. How's it Hi going? Guys. Welcome back. We oh, missed you so much. Oh, my clown nose microphone. Oh, <laughs> good to be back. Hi. Uh, Minji Chang is back from her super trip to Korea and DC and New York. And, and the Bay. <laughs> and the Bay. And uh, joining us this week is the champion of change. Oh God! Yes, the esteemed Jenny, Jenny, Yang. Jenny Yang. The esteemed Jenny Yang. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank Welcome you. Back to the show making her an appropriate introduction. <laughs> yes, I know. I know how it goes now. Coming back to reclaim her title as the most on this podcast person. <laughs> <laughs> is there an adjective for most on this podcast person? We just made it up. We that is your that is favorite your other guest. title. I think that's the title. Esteemed Aww. most on this podcast. Most favorite guest. Oh, thank you. Breaking the tie she had with Hot Aaron Young and Sean Mira. And Sean Mira. Yeah. You're going down. <laughs> I'm the champion of everything. <laughs> He was, so yeah, ups- you are. he was so upset when I told him I was bringing Jenny on. But I was like, well, she- <laughs> what? But she's a champion. Aww. I had to. Jenny, of course, um, just named the champion of change by the White House. The White House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like oh, how you yeah. said that kind of fobby. The White House. The White House. The White House. Like kind of Chinesey. The White House. The White House. The White House. Marvin's quite Chinese. The yeah. White House. I'm very Chinese. And it was so great. It was such an honor. And, and, and Minji was there to, to witness it as well as be and, my yeah. date for the evening. Yes. And be really loud or one of the louder ones in the crowd. I love it. DC, I tend to be that. I love you, DC, but you know, y'all get kind of y'all get kind of boring. <laughs> so to me, for for me to see Minji in the audience laughing at my jokes, it feels good. Yeah, straight up, I was talking to my mom about this this morning. Yeah, I was just letting her know what's up in DC. Yeah, yeah the um the panel that you guys had, and we'll talk about this more later on because our feature topic this week is DC and meeting and APM the POTUS. and POTUS. Yeah. But there's a YouTube video now of the panel that you were on with the other champions of change. That's right. Hosted by our friend Phil Yu, yeah. also friend of the show. Yes. But before we get to that, every week we start the podcast off going around the table talking about what's on our minds in the world of pop culture or Asian America. Mm. So this week we'll start with Minji Chang, what's on your mind? Well, I have two things. Well, like, I, I, I mean, I definitely wanted to. I, I haven't fully processed being back from Seoul yet because it was obviously there have been many travels and many miles. Oh, we'll do a deeper dive later on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Korea's crazy. That's all I gotta say. Okay, mm. uh, I didn't sleep very much. I ate a lot of really, really good food that I miss so hard. It's not even funny. Mm. Um and. A lot of shopping that I didn't anticipate. I had to buy an extra bag um, <laughs> with like my credit card. That's you know what the trick is for that. The trick is to when you go overseas to pack a smaller suitcase inside of your bigger suitcase. See, that's what I okay. Anyway, I went there with like a second partially Pro filled, but it right wasn't. Pro it tips. wasn't amateur. enough. Yeah, yeah, I was an amateur. Like I, <laughs> I learned. I learned. This was a very educational trip in so many ways uh, for my soul and for my shopping habits, etc. Um, but yeah, I mean. I don't know. I'm still processing everything. My topic that is on my immediate mind that a lot of people are talking about right now is the Ali Wong special because mm. I actually watched it because I never watch anything. Wow, you watched something before I did. I know. I know. I was like, Marvin, I watched it. I still haven't the seen whole it yet. Thing. <laughs> yeah. But, so um, this is yeah. the um, comedy special she did uh, for Netflix. For Netflix, yeah. Um, that she did Baby while Cobra. pregnant. Seven months pregnant. She's yeah. seven and a half months pregnant. It dropped on May six. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, when did we see her? When she 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 we spoke saw at her at our Empower conference last. So she was one of our speakers for the I believe it was the writers panel. And she was pretty pregnant then, so it was yeah. probably around that time that they filmed this. Yeah. Okay. I'm like honored. I'm like, yeah, we were yeah. we were kicking in at that time. <laughs> did you watch it? Oh my god, yes. Are oh you kidding god. me? Yeah, you were the one. You you posted it, and then I yeah. You watch I, it. I okay. You you have to watch it if you're Asian American, focus on pop pop culture. You have I'm to. going to watch it, but I also don't mind if you spoil it because I'm sure I'm going to laugh the jokes anyways. But 
Yeah, it's uh, funny. I hear, I mean, there's so many comedy specials. I hear all the jokes. They're like, yeah, this guy had this one thing where he said blah, blah, blah. You yeah. still want to hear it delivered by the comedian. No, I think, I think the best way to sum it up without giving away the jokes is uh, a, co- a comedian friend of mine, Brianna Murphy, tweeted that uh, Ali Wong is our lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not to take anything away from Lemonade, but for as a as a comedian, as a female comedian, yeah, uh, Ali Wong's special is uh, pretty up there, man. It's like uh, she just kills it. Like she's just no prisoners. She's. I loved. I, take no prisoners. I yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, she, I fucked that up. That's an immigrant brain right there. I can't. Fuck, I'm messing up fucking sayings. We tired. Okay. I know my brain is so mush right now. Um, but she was so good and like and and having had a smidge of the stand up comedy experience from acting class, like just watching her as like and I, I think that when I watch you, when I watch Atsuko, like all of our friends, it's it's so important to take your time to let everything land and she's so good at that. Oh and yeah. I don't know, it was just it was it was so great to to see her so in action. Because I always hear her when she's on panels and when she, it's a totally different medium. Yeah. So I've only heard snippets of her com- uh, her stand-up comedy. So this was like, it was a really big treat. Yeah. For me to see like her whole special. So many, yeah, it's like her first major special. So it's so many years of her work. Mm-hmm. It's And it's breathtaking. Fucking beautiful. So yeah. unapologetic. Just I like don't half want of to it, sing. Half of it involves talking about shitting. So, I mean, let's just throw that out there. <laughs> Let's just throw that out there, Marvin. <laughs> was it just, is, is, uh, is as, as part of like being pregnant, or just in general? Just poop? everything. It weaves like There's, you know, it's a tapestry. Yeah, of <laughs> of, of shit jokes. <laughs> but you she know what? She, People can do shit jokes well. Oh yeah, it's you know we have gone into some uncharted territory on this podcast, like where it shouldn't have gone, and it wasn't done very well. Not on Ali Wong level. We're like poop are you talking about our? Uh, Let's not, I'm just saying, okay. I don't want people to start like digging. To me, those are our highlights. So look, anyway, highlights. They were not search term explosive diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> but but she she's just she so killed funny. it. Yeah, and she's talking about feminism. And she's like, I don't want to lean in. I want to lie down. <laughs> yeah, so good. So many quotables. Yeah, yeah so awesome. many. I was like, how do I tweet this? Yeah, Allie, and, Allie was one of the the comics that inspired me when I first started. Yeah. Oh yeah. How long has she been in the game for now? Um, at least ten years. Yeah, yeah. That's what you do when you fucking. Yeah, she was a former host of Collaboration as well. She hosted, I think, one of our acoustic shows. I heard, yeah. and I'm so sad that I missed it. <laughs> I miss all the good stuff. No, that's not true. There's been good stuff since. I've yeah. <laughs> no, but she's dope. And when I got to meet her in person, because I just heard so much about her, and I'd yeah. seen her at events, but to actually meet her and have a conversation, I was just like. She's she's super chill and she's so down to speak her honest truth no matter what. That's what I just really really love about her. Mm. And it's in her comedy. It's in her regular. You know when she's on a panel yeah. when she's just talking one on one. I loved it. Well, it's um, getting a lot of really rave reviews yeah. and reactions, and I'm really excited. It's awesome. Jenny, when's your special? <laughs> we'll figure that out. I'm not quite at ten years yet. Yeah. What <laughs> Well, Jenny's no making number. her own specials every single day. That's oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that meant. Speaking of specials and Jenny and what's on what's on your mind? That was a ter- oh, what's on terrible my- segue. But, that's okay. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> what's on my mind? You know what's on my mind? Um, and it's kind of connected with stuff that I've been working on and planning for the summer. Is the the hashtags whitewashed out and um, starring John Cho? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> There's been oh, a it's lot so of, delicious. A lot of choice hashtags. This this yeah, week and it's been beautiful. You know why? Because I feel like it's really um, put a, a focus in media wise with blogging, with you know, social media, with journalists, and and shining a light on on the fact that we are underrepresented in Hollywood, and so. I think if you don't know Whitewashed Out, you know, there was a concerted actual Twitter uh, conversation that Margaret Cho was a part of that was organized by some folks. And then uh, starring John Cho was circulated by this guy. I forgot his name, William or something. William Yu. William Yu. No relation to Phil Yu. Um, <laughs> he, he just on his own, he like, 
he has like dope Photoshop skills and he put John Cho's face seamlessly. on amazing seamlessly on like gorgeous uh, movie f- posters. Right. Yep. And that got so much because it's visual and it just made it just it, it hits the point home. Mm-hmm. It's so brilliant and concise. And, yeah, and what I love about it or what I love about the both of these things is that it, it it's kind of building a little bit of momentum around, OK, where are the Asian-Americans in Hollywood? And what I love is that now for us as people who are just practicing this thing every day in live events and producing our own of, and shows – I love that, like, we're going to just strike this zeitgeist and use this juice so that we can attract as many sponsors and attendees to the Comedy Comedy Festival, colon, a comedy festival, which is going to be an Asian American comedy festival, second annual this summer at the end of August in L.A. Downtown Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm not giving it a little plug, but it's a plug. It's all good. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, that's because that's what I'm working on right now, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, we're trying to make it hot. And and what I love is also that, you know, one of our, our team leaders... Y'all are a part of the team, uh, collab folks. But one of part of the the comedy comedy fest team leaders, Will Choi and Keiko Agena, they were in charge of la- our first annual festivals improv track, and um, they are actually for Asian Pacific American Heritage Month for the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater here in Los Angeles. They've actually put together an amazing show, and they fucking trolled so hard with this title. I love it. It's called Scarlett Johansson presents. Asian Pacific Islander American <laughs> Heritage Month. <laughs> yes. It's Girl, that good. Facebook event has so many yeses. Like, we all see, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, most improv shows don't get shit. Yeah. When it comes to, like, RSVPs on Facebook. Unless you have, like, one star, like, person exactly. from whatever. Well, that'll oh, draw. They'll, they'll, yeah. Totally. But this is every day. From the title. Yeah. Like, improv is like, the shows happen so many, so much improv happens every night, and it's just a grind. People are just working out ideas. You know, it's really tough to get a really, you know, large audience, much less one that's like a one off that's like all the Asian American improv groups. And, you know, kudos to fucking Will Choi and Keiko again for naming that show that fucking title because, folks, we are showing up simply because of that title. <laughs> it's a very strong title. It's an amazing title. I and I'm just you. saying, we're just going to use uh, all of this sort of stuff in the air around whitewashing Asian American characters yeah. um, and starring John Cho. We're going to use this to, our, to the full extent we can we can to get butts in the seats. Man. It's almost a shame that Emma Stone didn't happen during APAM last right? year. But, <laughs> I kind of want to dress sequel. up as Scar This is the sequel. No, but I believe, trust me, I, I have I have full faith in Hollywood that some other things are going to happen between now and oh. the end of August oh, when the comedy sure. festival they happens. They will not disappoint. It's they will happen. not. And we'll be able to use it um, to to sort of instigate and motivate people to buy tickets and show up. You guys are so sensitive. Like, yeah. Why are you making such a big fuss? Whatever. So there was whitewashed out. There was also my yellow face story. It was another hashtag started. That's by right. The, the theater people. The yeah. Theater my people. yellow face story. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. The theater community. Yeah. Like Leo Salonga was part of that. Oh, Leo Salonga, queen. (laughs) Nice. About how, like, she was talking about how she was asked to, you know. Yeah. I forget. This is bad. I am going to fact check myself real quick. Okay. Please stand by. I need to catch up on Twitter. No, but I saw some of the images from the the starring John Cho. Starring John Cho, they're beautiful. That's what I love about the guy. Whoever did, he's an artist, and I hope he gets hired for lots and lots of jobs. Yeah, it was beautifully done. Did it so well. Oh yeah, you you've seen janky ass photoshopping. Oh yeah, right. I mean, it's on magazine covers every day. Hello. Yeah, he correct like he he chose just the right like photos of John to match with the background. He, he changed the lighting, the color, it all like. It's like oh, so John's in that. Okay, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Oh, how cute! He's the Martian. And, oh. Yeah, <laughs> bring him so home. So funny. That one was so good. No, it's so good, dude. I mean, and a picture says a thousand words. You don't even say anything. Just drop the mic. Bye. Yeah, and if you laugh at it, it's like, well, what is the disconnect that made you laugh? You know, I found it's it. Uh-huh. All right, so Leah Salonga tweeted that time I was told I couldn't be seen for my fair lady because I was Asian and I had already won my attorney. <gasps> oh hell no! <laughs> me. Hashtag my yellow face story. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so cruel. It's so funny because I feel like as, as an Asian American female comedian, I'm always asked like, oh, how has being Asian or female kept you from growing in your comedy or career or whatever? Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's like I probably have had to shut that shit out. <laughs> probably. I mean, because you just want to you just need to move forward. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I really have to like come up with better stories sometimes for like answering these questions. But that's a great one from Leah Salonga. That's something to marinate on. But like, that's what I'm saying when you have to. And this is the interesting thing that everyone asks about the entertainment world when they're just I I have not done even 
any level of that kind of work and it's very minimal like short films and a few commercials whatever but even on that that's still that question of like how do you deal with it and how do you as if that's like the standard like that's like, that's what i'm saying so that is that is the is. expected standard yeah. and so like i don't know how to properly answer that too because in my experience like it hasn't been that bad mm-hmm. i haven't faced it I've, I've read some stupid scripts but like they're kind of stupid in totality like yeah overall yeah not necessarily because they're making an asian girl ridiculous i don't know but that's that's it's just a lot to how do you it's a loaded question that you're like i don't know how to answer i that. think what's hard to answer is because you know you don't get to confront the opportunities not given to you mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. the opportunities not given to you you never see those and right. so how do you yeah, account for that, right? That's what like Viola Davis was saying during when she won her... Viola? Yeah. Viola, yes. Uh-huh. Viola, Viola. Yeah. I am not good at pronouncing names. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> All good. No, but yeah, that's yeah. What, exactly yeah. what she was saying. And the funny thing is, well, I, what I appreciate about the whole Ghost in a Shell thing, or like even um, it kind of brought up the Aloha stuff. And I remember someone saying, you know, they're all using these excuses of like, well, there are no bankable Asian stars and like... Mm-hmm. They made it seem like they tried, you know, right? Yeah. Like that's the narrative that they're trying to put out there. And then, like people like Maggie Q and all them, they're like, "Ain't nobody talked to me about it." Exactly. Nobody. Talk- and <laughs> Maggie I'm Q's actually- like, "I'm from Hawaii." Yeah, I'm, I'm from Hawaii. I'm, I'm part Asian. High, and and nobody talking. What? Okay, like you know. So then the truth comes out. So it's like, keep talking, yeah. man. Keep talking, and then see what that. And then there's truth a whole is. thing with the um, Doctor Strange, like casting Tilda Swinton as um, the Ancient One, and. Yeah. The big long excuse that the director um, put out saying, we really tried, but we don't want to piss off China because that's where our market is. And I think George Takei called it as bullshit. And it was oh, I loved his response. It was great. It's basically like there there are like at least a handful of ways that you could have tweaked the character to make it work. I like, have so much China is not the, that's not, you can't use that as an excuse. Yeah. Well, they're arguing that it's a Tibetan character and China wouldn't want to recognize a Tibetan character. Yeah, but then... Because of geopolitics. But then, like, Marvel has plenty of fake Asian... Like, Wakanda, where the Black Panther's from, is a fake African nation. They could have just created, like, a Shangri-La or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck it. Yeah. I mean... They're from Shangri-La. Or just... Like, they said they also couldn't cast a Chinese person as Tibetan because that would be... um, They were afraid of upsetting the Tibetans, but then... And the yeah, the, because they, they hear so they much about what the Tibetan yeah. people think. Oh my God, <laughs> it's a lot of just um, white explaining. Is that the best way to call it? It's excuses. But one thing that I love about the Star and John show things, I'm excited for what it's going to lead to because one of our new LA staffers actually just photoshopped a picture of. Um, the Snow Queen. Um, with Constance Wu. Yeah. yeah. Emily Blunt's character with Constance Wu. Ooh, face that was beautiful. Photoshopped into it. And it's going to be like, I think this is how we're going to fight back. Right? Yeah. It's be like, another world is possible. <laughs> I never knew. In our world. Yeah. I never knew. Yeah, we should just cast whoever, like imaginary cast whoever we want in these like big films. Can mm-hmm. someone take like the army of the elves or like the hobbit people from Lord of the Rings and just make them all Asian? Like I was so... I was like, one of these people, groups of people. Yeah. The orcs, I don't know, could be. <laughs> they're never they're Asian. They're never. Tolkien's they always also speak that, with a British accent. Yeah. Tolkien's are really weird because that whole story was about how, like, his love story to Anglo Saxon history and how. Yeah, like, fine. You know, I okay, mean, the whole fine. orc thing was, it's pretty much a giant allegory for, like, savages and racists. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah absolutely. Anyway, that was a bad example. <laughs> I'm just, like, throwing that out there. Yeah. Yeah. There's millions of them and none of them. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on to my topic. What's on my mind lately is, um, so NBC Asian America has been running this great um, series in conjunction with the Jubilee Project about getting people together, Asian Americans together, and asking them a question and hearing their answers. And what's great is they have a wide variety of voices that they're pulling from. So their first one was about your lunchbox moment, which is, you know, the bringing ethnic food to lunch um, story, mm-hmm. um, but the one from this week that Jenny was a part of mm-hmm. featured the question, um, "What does Vincent Chin mean?" Yeah, you, right. Yeah, who is Vincent Vincent Chin? And it got me thinking about so uh, a couple weeks ago at the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival, Lapith, I rewatched the documentary Saigu, which is a documentary about the Koreatown riots mm-hmm. or the uprising. Yeah. And told from the perspectives of Korean women during that time. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching both that film and 
Who Killed Vincent Chin, which was a documentary, Academy Award nominated documentary made about the killing of Vincent Chin. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching both those films in a multimedia studies class in the eighth grade. Which, by the way, I wish I was in that class. Me in too. I yeah. never heard of any of these things. <laughs> and then I've been thinking a lot about recently about when I started getting into like just Asian American identity and mm-hmm. being more aware of you know things like that. And watching your um, video and rewatching that documentary made me realize that like it was probably that class because those are two very affecting films. That after you watch that, you don't really look at. And I'm sure my eighth grade mind didn't really, you know, couldn't really comprehend the full vastness of like learning about white privilege and of course, that but stuff. you're still but, getting exposed to it early on. But I was, yeah. or I became like more aware of identity politics, yeah, and just the imbalance of justice, mm-hmm. in, even back then, yeah. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, like I'm very jealous, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, I wanted that. I would love, love to have had that eighth grade multimedia class. <laughs> multimedia class, but I mean, in any sort of. Um, I guess current events or or social studies like relevancy to who you are. Yeah. There's none of that. I learned about the Egyptians. I learned about the Greek. <laughs> I learned about you know U.S. Mesopotamia, history, Mesopotamia, all that stuff. Yeah. But I didn't learn anything about me. Mm. So props to Mrs. Harrington. Yeah, Aww, Mrs. Harrington. Mrs. Harrington. What? A English teacher, a Scottish lady who just showed us a bunch of really interesting Whoa. movies. That's awesome. Big Asian American <laughs> hug for you, Mrs. Harrington. Um, but I think that led me down the path of like eventually coming to collaboration and really like being into Asian American media even like and I remember now making your own multimedia what <laughs> with your mixer and your <laughs> microphone yeah because <laughs> yeah because I was really trying to realize like when did I start being interested in Asian American music and actively seeking in and out and that was my origin story I guess yeah but um I want to ask you guys do you guys remember what your origin story was like when did you Awaken in, you know, you realize we were Asian American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I have one. I have one. I talk about it a lot yeah. in, uh, when I go to colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I always knew I was Asian because I grew up around a bunch of fucking Asians and we were <laughs> super proud of it. And it was just like, but it was like fish swimming in water if it just felt natural. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I went to college, which is a very elite, mostly white, nerdy college called Swarthmore College outside of Philadelphia, where I was like, oh, damn. White people are different. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't know that there were stereotypes of Asian Americans until I got to college. Um, I was like, white people talk differently. What is Patagonia? Um, <laughs> what are Tevas? You know? yeah. So, yeah. And I would say that the, the, the moment when I kind of knew that I was Asian American, really, and there was really, really no turning back, was... Um, there's two stories, but I'll just tell you the Asian American studies story because it's, you know, there's been a resurgence of trying to push for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually took other folks put together like a, we didn't have an Asian American studies program at Swarthmore, but they had, they, they managed to get a lecturer to come and teach Asian American history. Nice. And so, you know, I was involved with the Asian American student group. So I probably what, realized I was Asian American before that, but this really locked it in. Um, I took the class cause I'm like, I'm a good soldier. I'm fucking support this class. We're going <laughs> to enroll. Right. So Swarthmore's small, thirteen hundred students, and this this class had like maybe six of us. And one of the one of the books that we read, which is a foundational book for Asian American studies, is called Asian Americans: Colon, An Interpretive History by Su Cheng Chan, who was actually a Swarthmore uh, alum who, for a long time, was a UC Santa Barbara professor. This thin tome of Asian American history covered so much in such a short amount of time, and we were only asked to read maybe two chapters for that week. But I remember sitting in like my ten by ten cell dorm room <laughs> with my knees on the sort of like shitty carpet. Right. And just hunched over reading these two chapters, but ended up spending the next two hours reading the whole thing because I was so thirsty and I didn't know I was so thirsty for knowledge about who I was and the people that I knew, particularly this one chapter that talked about Asian Americans who are from the South Bay of Los Angeles, which is where I grew up. It was specifically like (laughs) South Bay of Los Angeles, Torrance, Gardena, Carson. I was like, what? (laughs) It's my life. Yeah. I was like. Because, you know, I've been taught to, to, to respect books and things put in print, you know, and, and for me, it was the first time that someone with an authoritative voice put in black and white um, a mirror, a reflection of my experience. And that was so validating. It was so um, it was it, 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 it kind of like changed my whole sense of my existence, you know, because I was like, wow, here is this book. And there is someone who actually 
thought I was important enough to tell a story back to me about who I am, you know? Yeah. Um, I cried. And and that's kind of why representation is important, yeah. even in media. Like Totally. That's the exact same feeling. Well, not the exact same, probably. That's being dramatic. But that's the same feeling I get when I watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. And they're talking about the San Gabriel Valley. Yeah. And like... El Monte and totally. like Arcadia like being represented in that you know there's a lawsuit in one of the storylines where all the cities of the SGV which I knew we played sports against them all came together I was like that's I'm feeling I think this is pride or something yeah. like, that's, that's my, it's so that's weird my home. Yeah. it's so weird New York New Yorkers get so much play right yeah. all, everyone knows every square inch of New York for every comedy <laughs> or drama foot there, they're like I know the Bronx and then when, yeah. when things are in LA it's like but Santa Valley? Monica yeah. Hollywood Hollywood Maybe. Pretty much. And Maybe the Cino hills. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally the valley. And they talk about exactly. it in such a, like the rice of way, you know, oh, the valley. The valley, totally. Yeah. But San Gabriel Valley? No. no don't play. sleep on the other valley. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got Silicon Valley, but that don't, that's just Jimmy <laughs> O'Yang representing right there. <laughs> not many speaking lines. I know. You, what was your origin story? So it's really funny because I... I've realized in the last three to four years how much I have been disconnected or unaware or ignorant to the social justice component of being Asian American. Mm. Real talk, like that's what collaboration has brought into my life, which I'm very grateful for. But my origin story was like it is over an extended period of time. Um, I was just it's a very, very pop culture fixated exposure and love and pride for being Asian American that I didn't process or like attempt to understand deeply till much later. The Asian pride day. It was Asian pride all day, (laughs) every day, baby. Well, like I just grew, I grew up in the Bay area. So I grew up again, like Jenny, like it was just so normal. Like the, the lunchbox story. I didn't really get made fun of for that because there's a hell of other, you know, there's Chinese with their, Oh my God, yeah, Melissa, me Melissa, bless your mom for making those delicious rice. Oh my God. With the pork inside the shred. Oh, so good. I lived across the street from, a oh, Chinese, the ones. yeah. Yeah. And I lived across the street from Tintin market, like the Chinese market that I go to every day. And that's down the street, you know, like seven 11 Safeways around the corner. Like that's, that was my life. So it yeah. was completely normal. Same. But then when I and then and then Asian Pride came about in middle school, which was junior high for me, and everybody's doing the bangs and the nautica and the polo sport and listening to HOT, you know, <laughs> like and that was really interesting too, because like all the the Chinese American, Japanese American, like the Filipinos, they all knew K-pop too back then in the nineties. So it was really cool. Like, and we had our slam books. It's like we had Kai, <laughs> we had Interlude. You know, we had hella Fili- we had hella Filipino artists. Yeah, we took our studio pics. So it was all good. You know what I mean? And I was very prideful. But like, my brother was part of a different old. You know, he was older. He was male, and there was a lot of friction. And like, there there's gang violence, ba- there's, gang banging. Yeah, yeah, and that scared the living hell out of me. It was part of Asian pride. It, yeah. it, was. Yeah, it was, and like, yeah. and he like his first fight, he got in a fight with these. Persian guys oh, God. who were beating up on his skinny little uh, Vietnamese BFF Johnny, Aww. who Johnny is like six six now. Yo, why why do we all know a Vietnamese guy named Johnny? Yeah, <laughs> Johnny Wen, Johnny Wen, and like, but like he was, know you know, Johnny, like Johnny he, he was like four eleven and seventh. Oh. And so like my brother was protecting his friend like from these Persian guys, and like I didn't know any of this until much later. Oh, I just really? knew that my brother like got into some had shit. friction with my dad, and that translated to like acting out but anyway it was just like a lot of that it was never this aware of awareness of social justice of yeah um you know different political issues or yeah. anything like that it was just simply that and then i moved to pleasanton which was 98 percent white and that was and then you had your jenny like, yang moment then i had my i had my eddie huang moment where i was like <laughs> i don't know where i am like yeah. what am i you, doing you're disoriented like how I was do you disoriented i was angry i was just like really resentful because i'm just like you don't know me. You don't yeah. know who I am. You don't know my music. You don't. And they're all like fawning over my Asian pens. Ugh. And it was it was it was pointed out that they're Asian and they're it's not malicious. They're like, oh, I love your pretty metallic Asian pens. You but know? you were other. That was your first time feeling other. Yes, yeah. very like outsider. And different. Then, but then I try to use that as like a badge of honor. I'm like, yeah, I am. And who are you? <laughs> well, that's how you cope. Yeah, yeah. So that was like my moment. But then yeah. it's it's taken a long time since then to. And it's piece by piece that I'm continuously learning through like documentaries or like hearing your guys' stories to 
get more interested and absorb it and educate myself on it. Starting yeah, to realize really now this is probably a future feature segment. Please of some do, sort. yeah, no, I'm. Um, yeah, I really want. But um, two quick things. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned the Asian Pride Days. Um, because um, I just read an article about there's a collective in LA called the Eternal Dragons with a Z. Oh, hell yeah! Um, no, is, I just read that. Oh, yeah, XOXO. That is kind of bringing back <laughs> like the the Asian like not the Asian pride and all the connotations, but kind of the the idea behind what made Asian pride the happen. aesthetic. Yeah, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's super interesting. And we'd love to get one of those guys, Johnny on Angel, here someday too. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Got, I just got connected with one of them. Nice. So if you want, maybe I could yeah, yeah. hit him up to see have a It'll conversation. Be our That'd be really cool. Nineties Asian. Hell yeah. Let us do episode. that, <laughs> and let us all dress up, even though no one could see it. We'll take a photo. It's cool. And number two, I just realized we didn't really explain what who Vincent Chin was to our <laughs> listeners who might not know who he was. Yeah. So you guys should just. Google him um, <laughs> and watch the video. Watch the documentary. Watch the video for NBC. Go to America. NBC News Asian America. Um, it's a story that all Asian Americans should know about because yeah. that was like the the moment that really galvanized the Asian American community behind like social justice. And it really is you can't listen to that story, read that story, or listen to what happened to the people who killed them without feeling like shit sucks oh i'm gonna get mad oh yeah he died he died he was celebrating his 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 bachelor party before his uh the day before his wedding and he got beat up by two white guys who are yelling accusing him of stealing their jobs yeah yeah and then they got away with probation and a small fine yeah and on that note uh we're gonna take a quick break and talk about some collaboration updates and um we're gonna come back to talk about more uh more happy times about going to dc and meeting potus we'll be right back And the Collabcast is a part of Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment. Discovering, elevating, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of our Asian American communities. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, I hope you've been enjoying our chat so far. Just wanted to give you a heads up on a couple of events coming up in the Collaboration Network. If you're in Chicago, be sure to check out Return of the Stars, Collaboration Chicago's alumni showcase taking place this Saturday. May 14th at 4 p.m. at the Dave & Buster's in Clark Street. You can find more information about this event at the Collaboration Chicago Facebook page, as well as a link on collaboration.org. From the West Coast, Collaboration Los Angeles is holding an open mic later this month on Tuesday, May 24th at the East West Players Theater. Sign-ups for the open mic should be going up shortly, so keep an eye out on the Collaboration LA Facebook page for the announcement. In addition, applications for the 2016 Collaboration Los Angeles Showcase will also be going up later this week. If you're a singer-songwriter, rapper, musician, or poet in the Los Angeles area looking to be a part of the Collaboration Showcase this year and potentially be a part of the Collaboration Star Finale later this year in the fall, keep an eye out on our Collaboration Los Angeles Facebook page for the link and announcement. As always, Collaboration is still looking for volunteers to help out in our 14 member cities. If there is a Collaboration team near you and you're interested in supporting your local Asian American arts scene, please feel free to shoot us an application. You can find the staff application in the Get Involved section of Collaboration.org. As always, we're also looking for writers for our blog team. So if you're interested in writing about the Asian American experience, we look forward to seeing your application. Finally, a quick update on what's going up on Collaboration.org this week. We released a new Green Room session this Monday featuring Track 9, an amazing beatboxer who competed in the Collaboration LA Showcase last year. In addition, we have Part 2 of our interview with Jay Jin that went up on Wednesday. Check out those videos and more at collaboration.org or on our YouTube channel. We also continue our interview series with the filmmakers from the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. We have a couple more interviews coming out, so please keep an eye out for that on the blog at collaboration.org. And that's it for this edition of the Collaboration Update. Thanks for listening, and now let's get back to the show. And welcome back to the Collabcast. I'm Arvin Yue. Joining me is Christine Minji Chang. Hello. And our guest, Jenny Yang, the champion of change. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> so, you guys were just in the White House. Yeah, we uh, we had the full DC Asian Pacific American Heritage Month treatment. It was dope. <laughs> it was dope. One for the books. 
Yeah. Well, mainly for Jenny. So as we mentioned multiple times, Jenny Yang was um, one of the champions of change named this year. Yeah, for art and storytelling. Yeah. And it's really great because there was like 10 of us and it's like an unexpected honor. It's not like, you know, a little immigrant girl. I'm like, someday I'm going to be a stand-up comedian and then the White House is going to recognize that. <laughs> Never. But you're so much more than just a stand-up comedian. I hope so. I'd you're like to think so. Pillar of the community. Oh, God. Organizer. A champion. Oh, You've just been knighted. The esteemed. The esteemed. <laughs> I do consider yeah. myself an organizer. Yeah. So it's it's just super nice because I think for me, what was meaningful about it was that I was able to fly out my parents and my brother um, so that they could at least be there for this event. Yeah. Even if they didn't understand any of, any of the English, <laughs> just because, you know, they've only seen me do stand up for like two times um, in my last six to seven years of doing it. And they know that like I get work, right. And that people like me <laughs> um, and um, and that makes them happy. But I don't think they really, because of a cultural difference too, I don't think they fully understand yeah. what is it that I do, right? And the impact. And the, I guess so. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is kind of like your professional graduation because it's like being... I guess, huh? Like, for them, it's like... Yes, professional graduation. They showed up for it. being That's right. honored by the country. That, yeah. yeah. You know? and, the and highest the, level. Yeah, and the, 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 ter- the White House as an institution is very understandable for an immigrant, right? <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I feel like it was just an opportunity for them to get a sense of pride for what I've been doing, because this wasn't what they expected, probably, when we moved to America, you know? And um, and it was gratifying for me to share that with them, even if it's just so that they could see me on, on the stage. Yeah. And you were there also with um, Taz. Yes, Ahmed, Taz Ahmed. Um, one of the hosts of Good Muslim, Bad Muslim, and also esteemed community yes. organizer She's amazing. and yeah, true homie champion. for life. Yeah. I mean, they in good company. I mean, that's the cool thing that I got to learn from just being in the audience and listening to the panels. Uh, by the way, Phil, good, great job moderating. I mean, yeah. pro. Um, but I was just blown away at how much is going on. You know, Again, for me, we only get exposed to what we're immediately around all the time, but then to learn how much else is going on and, and where, like all across the country, it was mm-hmm. mind blowing. And then to hear a few of them get up and, and share their art was just it was so dope. Yeah. It was, it was really great. Good. Yeah. You're in great company. The panel is on the White House YouTube channel, so you should go check it out. And yeah. funny. Your guys' panel was hilarious, too. <laughs> and that was what I loved, and that's why I was getting very emotional, especially because I know Jenny personally, and I know um, what it, it it can mean to her, like her parents to not understand fully like what's going on, but then for them to be there with... I, I was so... I was like, <laughs> and she's being so cute because she's always she's always acknowledging them in the crowd as the whole time she's speaking on the panel. <laughs> they don't even still don't know what she thinks. She keeps talking to them in Chinese. I was like, ah. <laughs> it was adorable, and it, it was very like it, again because it's something that personally I really understand. Mm-hmm. It it just means so much more. Yeah, um, that it's a friend, and that on so many levels, I was like. I am I'm so happy. <laughs> I know it was nice that you could be there to share it with me. Yeah, yeah but I couldn't play my air horn. Uh, <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> that would have triggered a secret secret service, uh, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> We're gonna. My dad took a nap during the first panel because um, he's so old. And, uh, and my uh, dad's not as old as your dad, but he still would have done the same. Yeah, thing. and then like woke up for, to to at least watch me talk at his face. <laughs> That's so cute. I know, but it was really it was really great, and you know, I I, I had a huge block around it because i was like so stressed out from all these other things for a while and then it really hit me when sort of they because they flew in the night before at like 9 30 then they came the next day right to yeah. like the two-hour event and then straight to the airport right afterwards wow. so it was a quick turnaround and my brother you know bless his heart he like took time off of work just so that he could accompany them essentially you know and yeah. um it didn't hit me really until like at the end of the panel, I just thanked them for being there and I like started tearing up and even my brother who's like, you know, much older than me and like, you know, it's been a long time since I like, you know, you like hug your brother or whatever. When I was like a little kid, like he would like (laughs) take me across the street. Like he was even, we like kind of like had a side hug. I was like, Oh, (laughs) thanks. I know. I know I'm a tear. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful side hug action. I know. It was really fun. And then we went to Asian prom. Oh my God. Right, the Apex Gala. Asian Pacific American Institute for Congressional Studies, APAIC. So, I remember going to this party when I was in DC. Yeah, it's that's a right. big deal. It's like all well, the all the 
big politicals. And so, the- I mean, it's definitely a big deal because I'd heard a lot about it. Pre- well, actually, I had never heard about it until this year. And then I heard a ton about it. Yeah. And then we heard tons of comparisons of this year versus last year. And because one Mr. President Barack Obama was speaking as a keynote speaker, apparently this year's was a buttload more people oh, and I'm much sure. more exciting than last year's, just FYI. Yes, I was at last year's. Oh, yeah, you're hosting I co-hosted. <laughs> and their keynote speaker was um, like the grandson of like George W. Bush or something, or like the nephew of George W. Bush. Not the same. Not the no, same. No, no, no. I think no. the one I went to it was hosted by uh, Yo Kwan. Oh. oh. I love Yo. He's yeah. a great host. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. So he's it very, was definitely very, like, different. Diplomatic. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Asian Pacific American Institute for Congressional Studies is probably the most well-connected politically to the D.C. scene. Mm. And so they're always able to kind of pull the big dogs. When I first attended, just as an attendee a number of years ago, it was like, I think Obama showed up to Apex that dinner, and um, but he was going up for re-election. So this was like 2012, maybe. Awesome. Yeah, and... um, I think that was the year I was there. Yeah. 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 I remember Obama was gonna stop by and yeah. that was the big buzz and and, and yeah. i remember when i compare him a drink <laughs> but i was in the back i was i did not know to go to the front um like <laughs> this so year glad i was there with her yeah we're like we need to go talk to parvesh okay we're we like, went straight to the front parvesh sheena was one of the co-hosts and we're just like we're just chilling we're no like, we're gonna hey. go we're gonna go look up the nose hairs of <laughs> potus we're gonna go right up to the press uh boundary and say what's up to the secret service agent that was like mad dogging us he looked really uncomfortable. He looked so fucking awkward. He was just so not. So this was like the highlight of the night was you guys got to shake the hand of yes. Yeah, we did. Of Barry. Yes. Of Yo, I was throwing bows. I was like, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> we have secured our real estate. You, you are not me, gonna... I'm gonna push back. But it was so funny because we were right up the, against the thing and then it was it was getting kind of to be a little bit of mayhem because they're it's like crowded. everyone knew that okay so he's gonna come up Judy and she's about to come out and present yeah barack obama so then everyone's pushed towards the front and so she's like everyone take your seats everyone take your seats so the obedient ones actually went to their seats we just squatted right oh, the there we're asian like squat. we got the seat right here thank you yo asian squat comes in comes through in heels yeah that's always downs. such a that's always such a um a conflict for me it was like my my Asian lizard brain saying, okay, I must listen to authority. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. I was like, I don't like, care. But I want to be here. Yeah, yeah I was no, like, I don't care. Totally worth it. Don't care. We got to shake his hand. I even got to say some words to him and, and have him react. And I was like, what's up? I mean, you don't have to co-sign every policy of the Obama administration, but you got to acknowledge how historical he is and how dope yes. he is just as like a, as a, as a media figure. He's like charismatic and funny. He's and, the first cool president. Oh yeah. Oh, he's amazing. Well-rounded. He yeah. can sing. <laughs> Just I Damn. don't know. He's like he's he's a fully fledged human being that you actually feel gets you. Yeah, and I don't know. I just remember the day that I found out that he was elected. I I I teared up. Like I was like, oh, I, I cried. Can't, yeah. I can't believe this is this is ha- this is really America. Like this is kind of like a shade of what I think my parents wanted to come here for. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it was such a big deal. And I I was I had suspended disbelief for a long time, and I, I still have the paper. The front page when he yeah. won, also like I was like I can't believe I shook your hand, which is very apparent in the photo because like clearly <laughs> so there's a photo that came out right it's, that we it's pr- gonna be the thumbnail posted. of this episode so it's the apex out. it's the apex uh, ca- cameramen camera people they they have the official photos out and what was great is that what the, what you don't know is that in the, the secret service who are handling um, the sort of shaking of the hands line when when uh, POTUS was done with his speech told us before he came up to us if you want to shake his hand you cannot have a, a cell phone camera in your hand trying to take a photo away. you have to put, put it, it away. away and so it was like Sophie's Choice what do you do <laughs> do you want to you do take a picture to capture it because it's a social media kind of life and, but never get to touch Obama or <laughs> do you just savor that moment and just look him in the eye and fucking get lost in those pool of brown brown beautiful eyes you know warm and you know yeah. caring eyes yes. yeah and so um Firm, and we, I, we chose handshake. we both yeah so we chose we chose and we got that we got that handshake yes yeah, soft baby soft hands bro it's such soft hands I'm actually impressed that Minji chose the physical 
Right? Contact. Do you see how important this was to me? Rather than Snapchat that shit. Do you see how important this was? By the way, TV Nation, Minjeezy, let's do this. Anyway, uh, Snapchat. Um, But yeah, we shook hands. But what was great was that, you know, we got a lot of photos taken from Apex of of the reverse. It was the back of Obama's head and our faces reacting to him. And what was amazing was like, Minji, I love Minji because her face is a straight up emoji machine. It's a great picture. Yo, Minji's face is an emoji just machine. Pure unadulterated joy. Like you know how, like just on a simple <laughs> line drawing of a face, if you just move the eyebrows, it's so expressionful, full of expression. Yeah. I just made that word up. <laughs> Expressive. Expressive. There it is. My brain is tired. Like the two anime good. cap eyes. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yes. So, so, so this the photos that you're gonna see is just beautiful Minji expression face. Yeah. Just, just straight up swoony, swoonage fangirl fucking. Like, I can't I'm believe I'm face. here right now. I'm glad we got that instead of like about to cry. Yeah, like, Both a, of them. about to ugly cry right now. Verge of tears. Oh, I also had that. They just didn't capture and post it. Like I <laughs> yeah. was so yeah. The joy is uh, very apparent. Yeah, my face was more just grateful. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love your face. That photo of the you know the ultra eyebrows and yeah. then your. Grateful face. That's that was my great grateful one. face. Yeah. That, I will frame that one. Yeah, that's solid. It's really cool that, um, so you guys can also see the speech he gave during that gala um, on YouTube as well. I think it's on, it's also on the White House. YouTube, White right? House.gov. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you always forget that he grew up in Hawaii until like he breaks out his, you know, he's his like, shakas. how's it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, we joked when he got elected that he's the first Asian American president or native, but I mean, his half sister is like, Mixed race, right? Yeah, and he's he's eaten yeah. spam musubis in his I'm life. I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's what's dope that. about we him. Should have yeah. given a gift basket. Why wasn't that ready? No, he's <laughs> he truly represents a millennial kind of president. You know, he was like made for social media. He's made to communicate, made to sort of entertain in his own way, and um and also have such a broad reach across cultures beyond just whiteness. Yeah. I mean, you know? say what you will about like the foreign policy stuff that happened under his watch and stuff, but like. No other administration made such an effort to diversify yes. yeah, and reach the administration, out. reach out, and create like the, the White House Initiative of Asian Americans. Asian Pacific Islander, yeah. yeah. That was created. And that's what hosted our yeah. Champions of Change, yeah. Right. Yeah, and, you know, hopefully that stays into the next administration, you know, but it's one of those things where you don't realize how important it is. To have something until you have it. Exactly. And then now it's like, man, I hope it stays. Well, that's the thing. That So the next day, so Miss Miss Thing over here had to go work the next day. <laughs> yeah. um, by the way, well, we can talk about the after party as well because... DC, you need to you need to like step it up. Get some light under your feet or something <laughs> like. Wait, okay, let's let's, 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 just talk, let's talk about this now because I lived in DC for three years. Oh, and, that's right. Um, so you know what it's like to be around all the DC Asians, the political Asians. Well, I know how to, what it's like to be around politicals, but DC is a great after party city. Like, well, people, DC DC's really good at drinking. Yeah. You know, dancing. I, oh, okay. If you're looking for that, then yeah, you're you're out of luck. Yeah, we're trying to tear it up. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like DC is pretty serious, and so if you they they like to you know kind of work out their their stress with some drinking, which yo you could definitely drink in DC. Yeah, it's a schmoozing networking. Oh, there's yeah. a bar in every block. Oh yeah, mm. but I mean, yeah. So Jenny and I, I was just like, I need to dance. I just met Obama. I'm so happy. Yeah, and so we, yeah, we, 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 we worked on uh, the two of us were a dynamic duo trying to get more energy on the dance floor in the. We, after got it. we helped to disco. get it going. Yeah, and we I think so. get it going. We we requested some good songs. So then it was where really was the after party held? Was it Capital? No, just uh, disco. No. It was so cute. Uh, Who called it? Was it was just next door. Yeah. Oh, okay. Floyd Mori, the, the, the head Floyd. of the board. He called it, oh, we're going to have a little, we're dis- gonna have a little disco, disco party. just next door. Floyd is a big supporter of collaboration, too. He's been to Love. a bunch of our shows. Aww. No, Floyd, yeah. Floyd is really, really sweet. Yeah. Tell yeah. him to come out to the Star Show in November. <laughs> oh, adorable. I was like, I want to go disco. I know. Yeah, but they, we got some throwbacks. We got some um, I Know Jay, My Boo. We got a little uh, Running Man Challenge video from Jenny. Yep. Um, that was all. It was really good. But that's what I was just like. We need. I wanted to get the the crowd a little bit more hype. Yeah, people so. are more interested in drinking and talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah they after, definitely. After were. the Apex Gala, definitely a lot of really drunk people Ubering home. But then Parvesh, you know, like every, you know, the people that we can count on, and then Phil starts grooving, and you yes. know, oh, and cool. Phil grooves. Oh yeah, it's on. Oh, he's, he's drunk. It's on. Um, but going back to your point about learning 
Again, see, this is all educational for me. So the next day, you had to go. Where did you go? Dartmouth? I went to Dartmouth, did a show. And did a show the next day. And the next day for me was the community leaders briefing. So that was another set of panels. Back at the White House. Back yep. at the White House. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, that was a really interesting event because it was kind of a different set of people because the first event was for the artists and storytelling, um, like – celebration and acknowledgement and this one was really to gather api leaders and to talk about issues within the community so everything from education business immigration so i was i was learning a lot right wow. on the spot from um people who are really doing the work yeah. and these are people from kansas from maryland from everywhere and then that alone was like super educational but it also was very um it was very like humbling and cut it kind of made me sad how out of touch i felt with all of that really yeah because you're like why am i hearing about this why don't i know more about this it kind of made me get you know and i do this but i was just like kind of criticizing myself i was like wow you need to really kind of get up to speed with this stuff Mm. but you should follow my slack channel news desk where i post a lot of these stories well do you you follow immigration reform uh not really (laughs) these were like straight up yeah and so and and it was really really here's my thing well so okay this goes and so then at the end we had all these panels speakers panels speakers and then at the very end which i really we i love you but spend more time on this part okay and i gave them this feedback as well they had breakout sessions where they split up um, the leaders who were attending by region. Mm-hmm. So they had the Northeast, they had Midwest, they had South and whatever. And then California had its own group just because mm-hmm. there's so many of us. And so each of the groups kind of just talk and there's like a questionnaire where we got to discuss um, things that we feel that are important in the API community based on where we reside and conduct business and all that stuff. So, of course, I had opinions. I was definitely one of the younger people there. Mm. And um, just having grown up in Silicon Valley and now living and working in Hollywood, I was like, yo, why are like there's so many things that have been discussed and so many partnerships that seem to have been created. But it seems like there's still a disconnect, at least within the API political community and media mm-hmm. and yeah. technology oh, and yeah. entertainment and artists that are influencers and um, yeah, it kind of just went down that route. So I was trying to like build this bridge for myself because yeah, I was like, how right. how do you build more relevancy and awareness? Because honestly, to so many other people, it's just not a sexy topic. There's these all very important topics, but just not sexy in any way. Yeah. yeah. But it's how in, do you do that, dude? That's in, like my life, yo. That's <laughs> I, know, what I, that's I used to work. <laughs> I used to work in politics. I know exactly all of these immigration, like all the issues, like oh, immigration policy. It's on my feed. I, I still stay in touch with like people who work yeah. on these I'm issues. Sure. I know who we work on. So to me, it's like I know the bridge between the two, and I can't even be like that's a whole <laughs> other conversation. Like. It's interesting you bring this up because I just I was just talking with Andy Lowe from East West Players um, the other day because we're trying to do a show at at um, at, his, at the theater uh, for collaboration. But we were talking about this how the disconnect between politics and the entertainment world, where when an actor or when someone in entertainment talks about political issues, people are really quick to disregard them, even though like as an actor, it's their job to really be in tune with the human experience. That's what I'm saying. Right? right, like, and then Hollywood is really a different universe, right? And so, oh, also Aziz Ansari was there. Um, he was at the Apex Gala, at the Apex yeah. Gala and he um, did his speech, and he was just talking about like, well, we were in a busy production schedule, but then they said um, the president's going to be there. I think I got to go. Like he was like, <laughs> I, if he can make time, so can, can I. Yeah, yeah, if he can make time, so can I. And so it was great for him to show with Alan Yang and to accept the the Vision Award. Because um, yeah, he's usually super busy, right? Yeah, but yeah, it'll come for Barack Obama. But what I'm, that's what I'm saying is like they're the ones telling these stories. They're the ones that like need the the nuance to understand outside of just their experience as actors and artists to know what's going on in the community. I feel like that's so critical to have, but I don't, and I'm sure a lot of other art. I don't imagine I'm alone in that. Um, so that's something I'm hungry for. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, but that's what I brought up. And that was my concern. Um, and I was saying, you guys got to bring out younger people to this too. I mean, this is something that I think there's so many opportunities for emerging leaders to get involved in. And like, it was so random how they, and 
I was so honored that they reached out to collaboration um, because we had worked with them last fall for the anti-bullying event. Mm-hmm. So that was like a lucky yeah. match. But I was like, and how like, do you guys choose people? How do you guys seek people out to invite? How do they react to your feedback? No, the, and then the other people around me were like, yeah. And then they're like, <laughs> I didn't even, you know, I didn't know if I was allowed to invite anybody else. I didn't know what the selection process was. I didn't know uh, why did I find out so late that I was invited? Because yeah. Everyone came out out of their own pocket to fly out to D.C. So you had to make it uh, your... Oh, yeah. When the White House calls, yeah, you, you answer go. the phone. But right? like, it also helps if you give more than a two-week notice so that ticket prices aren't like yeah. double or triple. You know what I'm saying? So like a lot of these things actually, like there, it was a good discussion. But unfortunately, the time that we got was like super short. Yeah. And then we had to get back and report back on all these like <laughs> discussions from every region. So and anyway, it was a start. Yeah. And... I mean, I agree that these things should be, it, should, it shouldn't just be once a year. It That's, should be a constant dialogue because um, I think as, you know, we have a representative democracy, right? We elect people to represent us. So we have this, I feel like we have this notion that they'll worry about it for us where it's, it is important. Like this country was built upon building a educated electorate who knows about the issues and will be able to, you know, like act accordingly. Yeah, we got to right? be informed citizens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's really the the where the bridge should be between politics and media, mm-hmm. right? Like, and it's funny because it came up in more than one region where everyone's like, we need to be prioritizing our story, making sure our story is heard. And I really wanted to go deeper into that and be like, what specifically do you mean by that? Because I really want to know. Because for our versions of like storytelling, it's stand up comedy, film music yeah. etc yeah. so I, I was really curious and like how do we keep learning about all the breadth of stories that are out yeah. there so here's the funny thing and, and this is like by no means this is clearly an institutional and sort of community need that we need to improve on mm-hmm. so it's not to sort of point fingers specifically at the initiative but you know as, as one of the champions of change honorees I didn't know there was a community briefing the next day and so honestly like I don't know if we were invited you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I would have kind of liked to have had the opportunity. I, you didn't, I thought you had to go to work. That's- I didn't know about it. So, so you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, so we were already in DC, like all these like 10 champions of change who are working yeah. on art and storytelling. Yeah. And so why aren't we not being invited to see? And I didn't know that she was not invited. There's so many, like, yeah, there's, there's, but you know moments. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so and, and it's fine because there's, you know, maybe there's a kind of compartmentalization that, that needed to happen for whatever reason that for, on their part. But I just feel like uh, across the divide of like politics and entertainment, there's so much work to be done for us to mature as a community. If we're yeah. really t- going to be like super dope, at mm-hmm. everything Agreed. right and get more resources for everything to Agreed. tell our story yes. to advocate for our, our policies and rights and and things that affect our community and so like i said this is no indictment on the white house because i fucking love them they oh, like yeah. they you know they like gave me such a tremendous honor and i think there's just so much work to be done you know that's why at the end of the day like it's you know i'm like we're bringing up all these issues that we had with the process and whatnot but it was it was coming from a very like these are things that we want to keep doing to keep working, to yeah. keep making this stronger. Yeah. Because all of us were like, we're sitting here because we were invited and it's such a freaking huge honor. Now, how do we make sure that we invite all the dopest people to the table to yeah. make sure that this is like the right conversation? It was more, and I appreciated that attitude. It was a very like, how do we keep making this better attitude? Not like, well, you guys didn't do this. But it, there was a moment of like, I'm just confused. Yeah. Everyone was like, what's this for? I don't, what? Like, yeah. how, how? Okay. Yeah. But anyway, it was, I mean, regardless, I, I, I had such a tremendously, insanely great time. You got a lot out of it, it sounds like. Like, it yeah. really kind of opened your eyes to a bunch of stuff that you're like, oh, I probably should know more about this. Absolutely. Which yeah. I already kind of, it's kind of like, you need to eat your vegetables. Like, I knew that I knew <laughs> that I should know about this. But it's like, you get so caught up in what you are doing. Yes. And that's the same. And knowing your yeah. industry. And it's exactly. like, it's overwhelming enough as it is in that, that it's hard to stay well-rounded and yeah. really deeply educated about all these other things. So, But it shouldn't just be you. No. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, telling stories Ideally, yeah. is about educating the masses. About right. Yeah. These are 
what's affecting our community and things like immigration reform, things like, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk right now about disaggregating data in terms of oh, Asian yeah. American. Oh, yeah. And that's a huge thing right now. Cause townies, townies people, we'd be fucking up the curve. <laughs> <laughs> Cause we're like, all up. Yeah. cause our averages for Taiwanese people is like highly educated, high yeah. income, but everyone thinks all Asians are like Taiwanese people and it's not true. Yeah. And then you're talking about the stories that aren't being told, you know, Stories from refugee communities, stories from totally. lower income communities where they, they exist in the Asian American community. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they're always covered by the fact that, like, those, those Taiwanese people are doing super well. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And that's stuff that I, I was even talking about a few months ago when I was juror for the San Diego Film Festival. Again, those are stories that I was just learning by watching those documentaries. Yeah. That I had no idea. Yeah. No idea. And so that it's all very eye opening to me. And it's hard because then when I can, like, can take, go back to my Hollywood. It was weird. I jumped from Seoul, which is the most like hyper media, hype like screens all up in my eyes everywhere I turn, which was like sensory overload. The most materialistic. Very, very image focused, you know. And then going from Seoul to stopping in San Francisco and then going to DC was like such a mind blowing <laughs> thing. I still haven't processed it, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm still going to be thinking about this a lot for the next few days or awesome. months. Who knows? <laughs> Well, thank you for your guys's great recap of your DC trip. <laughs> um, we still got to delve into Minji's um, Korea uh, we'll experience. Do we'll do that a little bit later. Um, and always great to get insights from the champion. Yeah, champion Yang, esteemed Esteem Jenny Yang. Thank Jenny. you. <laughs> thank you. We didn't even talk about our dungeon Airbnb. <laughs> Our Airbnb that uh, made us feel like we went we into went, a dungeon. We were like going downstairs that were like a That's where we castle. kept our dragon oh. castle. And it had like yeah. a black gate. Something that East Coast had that we don't have out here are basements. Basements, basements yeah. Basements. I know. Oh, yeah. this is new. <laughs> basements are just all across the board creepy. So I think it's fine if we don't have any in California. <laughs> it's cool. It's well, cool. Yeah. Also because of earthquakes, those are just yeah. that, that's yeah, traps. We're not, yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> But thank you so much for talking um, about your experiences. Um, that'll do it for this edition of the Collabcast, episode 67. Um, for those of you listening, if you want to send in an email with questions or topics you want us to touch upon, um, the, our email address is podcast at collaboration.org. We always love hearing from our listeners. Um, and for those of you who want to support the podcast, um, if you're on iTunes, give us a quick rating and review. That always helps us out with uh, the metrics and gets us out to more people. And for everyone else, just share us with um, your social media or with anyone who might be interested in hearing what we have to say. We super appreciate it. Thanks again to Travis Atreo for use of his song Excited for intro and outro. Um, you can get that song on iTunes right now. And for Marvin, Minji, and Jenny, the esteemed Jenny Yang, thanks for listening. Yes. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Thank you. When you get excited, get excited.